Tuesday, September 27th. You're listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. Tuesday, September 27th. You're listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. We have six tropical systems, which are all over the world right now, but the one that everyone has their eyes on, if they have their eyes on a hurricane, it would be Hurricane Category 3 Ian, which is currently off the coast of Florida, about 120 miles southwest of Florida. The maximum sustained winds as of two hours, five minutes ago, 9 o'clock p.m. Central Daylight Time, 120 miles per hour with a barometric pressure of 27.96. I want to tell you what the inside scoop is on this storm. First of all, the National Hurricane Center, which is known as usually being the most accurate forecaster when it comes to these hurricane tracks, is taking this hurricane right in between Cape Coral and Sarasota, Florida, tomorrow at about, uh, well, probably at about 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon with hurricane-forced winds as of 1 o'clock reaching 132 miles per hour. And then the hurricane should go under rapid weakening once it hits land. So this, they have it coming onto the Florida coast as a major Category 3 hurricane. People who live in that area should probably better hope that the European computer model is the most accurate because the European computer model, uh, they have the hurricane weakening, weakening uh, to a Category 2 by 7 o'clock tomorrow morning, maximum sustained winds weakening to only 97, I mean, whatever, not only, but that's, uh, and then by 1 o'clock, it's down to a Category 1, 28.14, 94 mile per hour sustained winds. Now, the question is when it finally hits land, what's it going to be? So, either way, there's a hurricane which is hitting, moving on to the Florida coast. Of the major computer models that the Winnie.com gives most access to, the North American mesoscale model probably matches up closest to the National Hurricane Center. The difference is they take the eye of the hurricane north, a little bit north of Sarasota, Florida. The European computer model takes the hurricane a little bit to the north. The difference between the hurricane takes it a little bit further south of Northport, Florida. And the National Hurricane Center takes a little bit north of Northport, Florida. The European computer model and the National Hurricane Center pretty much have the exact same track. It's slightly different, slightly different. The European computer model, it's very, very similar. The only real difference looks like it's whether it's going to go a little bit north of Northport or a little bit south of Northport, depending on the European or the National Hurricane Center. When you get to the 
North American mesoscale model, which outside of hurricanes, that's the New York National Weather Service informs us, and I'm sure there are many others, that it's within the 24 hours in advance, that's where the North American mesoscale model shines. That's where it really sticks out above all other models. So we know, in general, the European computer model is considered the most accurate, especially going between three and five days out. What's very interesting is that a couple days ago, the European computer model actually has what pretty much exactly what the, what the National Hurricane Center is saying today. The European computer model, as we pointed out on a podcast a few days ago, not the previous one, but the one before that took the hurricane through Cape Coral, Florida. They had really the strongest winds. So, I mean, now it's pretty much the same. We had the storm track, which for a while was going further west. Now it looks like it's going to go further east. What should be pointed out is that there still is a cone of uncertainty, which is amazing. But that's something that we have by hurricanes. Totally amazing that it really shows that it's very difficult to forecast the track of a hurricane. But, you know, it's a big blessing that they move so slow that people have time to prepare anyways. The National Hurricane Center has issued hurricane warnings for uh, the hurricane warnings include Tampa, Florida as well. Many of the cities under the hurricane warning are not actually expected to receive hurricane force winds. However, they will be getting all the other devastating effects. The forecast, we, we're just going to say not will, but the forecast is for them to get all the other devastating effects of the hurricane. And the possibility exists that they could see even Category 1 or even Category 2 hurricane-sustained winds, maybe even more. In fact, the on the National Weather Service website, probably a quote from the National Hurricane Center, it says people should prepare for a Category 3 hurricane, Category 2 or 3, I believe for the Tampa, that's from the Tampa National Weather Service. That doesn't mean they're forecasting a Category 2 or 3, but uh, that's potentially what could happen. So three models right now. We have the European computer model that is forecasting just a Category 1. But the National Hurricane Center does have a better track record than even the European computer model when it comes to hurricanes. They're forecasting this hurricane to strengthen. The European model is forecasting it to weaken immediately, to start weakening immediately. The National Hurricane Center says it's going to keep strengthening. Again, the North American mesoscale model does match up in terms of strength. It's very close to what the National Hurricane Center is forecasting. It just takes a little bit of a more northern storm track. Uh, you know, still within this cone, anything could happen. Here's the thing of what's going on here. The question one could ask, why is the European computer model forecasting it to weaken? Whereas we have other models forecasting it to strengthen. What's going on here? And the Washington Post explains this very nice. I I hope I'm not misquoting them in any way, but I'm not going to actually say a, a total quote. So if I have it wrong, I have it wrong. But uh, what's happening here is that the hurricane's moving into very warm waters. So very warm waters means the hurricane potentially could become energized and become big. But at the same time, it looks like it will be running into some type of wind shear and the wind shear weakens hurricanes. 
In fact, we saw, I don't think this is connected to wind shear. I'm not, I don't know for sure, but it ran into some very dry air recently. And actually the eye of the hurricane kind of disintegrated for a while. It wasn't so visible. And then we have some type of recycling with the eye wall, which uh, whatever that's all about, that looks like it's over with. And the eye is expected to redevelop. But and the question is, what is going to be the winner here? Are the warm water temperatures, is the strengthening that takes place from warm, warm water temperatures, is that going to outdo the wind shear? So is the hurricane going to be able to counteract whatever light wind shear that it has because of the powerful, deep, warm water that we have over that area? Or is the wind shear going to be the winner? And we don't know. That's We don't know. But the thinking is that the warm water will be the winner. Uh, if, of course, if you're the best thing to do, obvious, I believe there's many areas under mandatory evacuation. Uh, and if they're not, it's, you know, we're talking about a potential major hurricane. Uh, and there's probably some storm lovers that are deciding to live it out over there. So, you know, those people better hope that the European model is right, if, if any model is right. Uh, and the rainfall accumulations are just phenomenal stuff of 18 to 24 inches, some areas receiving higher amounts. The, you know, some of the northern areas of Florida, southern areas of Georgia, actually, are also seeing an increase in winds, but that's due to a pressure gradient that's taking place between high pressure over the Great Lakes and the storm system, and they're right in between, kind of like in a wind tunnel. So you have high winds over there as well, which is connected to the hurricane, but it's not directly connected to the hurricane. That's what's going on in the southeast. Eventually, there will be precipitation is expected to move into southeast Florida, probably the Miami area, but this is already uh, a while out already. I don't have the details on that right now, actually. Um, we can move elsewhere into the country where we are here in Illinois. We have the first frost of the season, which might be happening later on tonight for areas not in the Chicago area. The winds are a little bit too strong for those for maximum radiational cooling to occur. Maximum radiational cooling occurs under clear skies with light winds. If there's snow cover, that's really when they're fresh snow cover, clear skies and light winds. That's when you get maximum radiational cooling and dry air. Uh, right now we have, obviously we don't have the snow cover. We do have some wind and that's gonna prevent the frost from developing here in the Chicago area. But we have other areas which are under frost advisories. This is due to a high pressure system, a cool high pressure system. We're receiving, uh, you know, 5,000 feet above the surface. The temperature is down to three degrees Celsius, which is approximately, probably about 38 degrees Fahrenheit. We see those you know, to figure out how much surface, what the warming is on the surface during the day when you're dealing with 38 degree temperatures, 5,000 feet above, it's somewhere between 12 and 24 degrees usually, depending on the year, depending on a lot of different stuff. So uh, forecast highs for tomorrow, uh, many forecasts are saying highs will only make it into the upper 50s here in the Chicago area. Uh, it's a, you know, the Des Moines National Weather Service defines cool when they say 
in the springtime, when they say there will be no more cold days, summer is here, that means there will no longer be any days with a sub 60 degree high. So if tomorrow we get to a sub 60 degree high, that's, you know, that's a sure sign. That's a new level of winter on the way. That's the information that we have right now. We're gonna about to go through an extended dry spell as well here in the Chicago area and over much of the country as well. That is due to the hurricane. The hurricane's gonna help produce a blocking pattern over here. That's what the National Weather Service of Chicago informs us. And we will emir Hashem have more information in regards to this hurricane as it approaches Florida. Uh, and remember, there's always a chance it could take a more northern track, but uh, right now it does look like it's going in between like Cape Coral, Tampa, or in between Sarasota, somewhere around there in the west central part of the Florida area. Right now we have maximum wind speeds on Florida have been reported so far only in the 40s for sustained winds and 50s for the highest wind gusts. Although I think I saw a wind gusts up to 71 miles per hour. But nothing hurricane as of probably last hour as far as i know there's no, no hurricane sustained winds as of now and even in the hurricane warning area most forecasts are i haven't seen any well i have seen i have seen some forecasts which are i saw one city which are the there's a forecast you know of 108 according to the north american mesoscale model 108 mile per hour sustained wind now if you want to know I'm gonna get the okay so here's some different uh, towns this is according to the North American Mesoscale model remember the National Hurricane Center probably is a little bit more accurate and they're taking the storm a little bit further south than this model is but Nonetheless, in terms of strength, it's very similar. We have Holmes Beach, Florida, by 7 p.m. This is only one model. 7 p.m. tomorrow, 98 mile per hour sustained winds, 129 mile per hour sustained gusts. Okay, but people who don't want that to happen could rely upon the Icon model, which is a German model, I believe, and that's only 39 mile per hour. So over there, you have the maximum, it looks like it's at 48, occurring at 4 p.m. You have the GFS model, which actually, many years, is even better than the European model when it comes to hurricanes. That's the American, that's the National Weather Service model. Uh, they have this town, Holmes Beach, hitting 82 miles per hour in 9 p.m., and that would be the max, with the maximum wind gusts occurring at 8 p.m., this is all standard time. So, you know, East Coast, you have to add an hour to all this. But again, the North American mesoscale model has it at 98 miles per hour at 7 p.m. Here's another example. Uh, well, uh, we have, well, yeah, there's this town of 102 miles per hour. I'm not quite sure where that is. Actually, that's Anna Maria Island. So, what we have over here is really the what the European computer model was kind of saying was going to happen a couple days ago. We have the North American mesoscale model taking that track, 
it still has some more intensity. We have Anna Maria Island. According to the North American Mesoscale model, tomorrow 8 p.m., a sustained wind of 102 miles per hour with a wind gust of 135 miles per hour. And there's a, uh, between two and a half to three inches of rain expected around that time, just within an hour. And then one, a lot, a lot of rain in some of these areas. The North American mesoscale model has the hurricane reaching maximum sustained winds of 120 miles per hour from what I was able to find. And that would be occurring set Chicago time, which at 3 p.m. That's 20 o'clock Zulu time, which on East Coast time, it's going to be 4 o'clock p.m. And those 120 miles per hour is occurring to the north to the northwest of the center so that would not be happening on land but again the National Hurricane Center has the maximum sustained winds a little bit higher than that at 132 miles per hour. They have the hurricane reaching peak intensity in terms of barometric pressure at about 1 p.m. on Wednesday as it reaches a 27.6 that's the North American Mesoscale model Maximum sustained winds would be are occurring a couple hours after that. The hurricane, in terms of pressure, slightly weaker, 27.85. Maybe it's connected to the high pressure up uh, up north, which is going to intensify the wind. Uh, it's going to be out of the north at 120 miles per hour, but that's in the northwest part of the system. By the time this thing starts to hit the area of Florida, you know, the, the winds, well... Again, we have 102. I did see a county which has it for 108. There was a place which had it for 108. We have Holmes Beach, 99 mile per hour sustained winds at 7 o'clock p.m. tomorrow. And we have, again, the National Hurricane Center. Just to go over that, they tend to be the most accurate when it comes to hurricanes. We have the 9 o'clock p.m. Central Time. The hurricane maximum sustained winds was 120 miles per hour with a barometric pressure of 27.96. The reason why the European computer model, I don't think is, I, I don't think it's on the mark over here is because the hurricane is already stronger, much stronger than what the European computer model is forecasting. Nonetheless, they are forecasting this thing to weaken, but the North American, again, the North American Mesoscale and the National Hurricane Center say that the storm is going to be strengthening into a Category 4. The National Hurricane Center, North American Mesoscale, I believe, keeps it a Category 3, but the National Hurricane Center does have it strengthening to a Category 4 as it approaches land. 132 miles per hour just off the coast of Florida tomorrow uh, and then it by okay by within that 24-hour period by Thursday it's no longer a hurricane according to them and by by Friday however it still remains a tropical storm it loses tropical storm status on Saturday 1 o'clock p.m. it's already no longer a tropical storm so it lost that status well before then Some of the deadliest damage from hurricanes occurs from storm surge and from heavy rain. I wish we can go more into the rest of the country, but there is a lot of focus on this hurricane. And 
you know, the, the European computer model just uh, has the maximum sustained winds in this country occurring 9 o'clock tomorrow morning over South Seas Island Resort in 80 mile per hour sustained wind from the southeast. So, that's when you look at the actual weather map. I think I just read, however... Yeah, that's the uh, yeah, you have Holmes Beach, maximum 67 from what I see. That's the European model. I'm going to read this. This comes from the National Hurricane Center because this is, uh, you know, despite what we say on this podcast, it's important people take this seriously. So, life threatening storm surge is expected along the Florida West Coast, where storm surge warning is in effect, with the highest risk from Naples to the Sarasota region. This was issued 11 o'clock p.m. September 27th, Tuesday, Eastern Daylight Time. Residents in these areas, this is from the Naples to Sarasota, should listen to the advice given by the local officials and follow any evacuation orders for your area. Hurricane force winds are expected in the hurricane warning area in southwest and west central Florida beginning Wednesday morning with tropical storm conditions expected overnight. Devastating wind damage is expected near the core of Ayan. Residents should rush all preparations to completion. And the third thing they tell us is that heavy rainfall will spread across the Florida Peninsula through Thursday and reach portions of the southeast later this week and this weekend. Flooding is expected across portions of central Florida with considerable flooding in southern Florida, northern Florida, and southeastern Georgia, coastal South Carolina. Widespread prolonged moderate to major river flooding expected across central Florida. That's their forecast. We do have other models, so people could always hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. And that's the latest. Perhaps later tomorrow, maybe we'll have some more information. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest. And I wish everyone who's out there Hatzlacha. should have good luck. And those people who are on the, there are people out there that are positioned in the the perfect proximity to the storm where they could actually stay and enjoy these powerful storms if you're a few hundred miles away. Have a wonderful night and stay safe.